Encouraging conversation in rethinking education with teachers, authors, and thought leaders from around the world. This is EDU with an Edge. And here are your hosts, Craig Badura and Tim Holes. Hey, let's talk Fortnite. Okay, let's do it. I'm game. Hey, we have Taylor joined us tonight, too, on uh, second season of EDU with an Edge. I'm just making sure you guys... Have your Red Bull, your iced tea. You're, you're good to care go. Of us, Taylor. Yep. Thank you for so Fortnite care. is a pretty popular topic right now. I think a lot of the kids that are sitting in your classrooms, regardless of age, are probably very familiar with this game. And we kind of got involved. When was it, fellas? What month did we start? I think it was after Christmas. I first got acquainted with with Fortnite when my son got a PS4 for Christmas, and he was downstairs, and I heard some people talking, thinking, "Who's in the basement?" <laughs> Went down there, and this game was really intriguing to me. So uh, what do you guys think, Fortnite? So we're yeah, you were first. Um, I, I think it all started for me in Chicago playing Smash Brothers uh, with Tim and that Hunter. And uh, League. Um, Le- Rocket League. Rocket League, yep. which was a lot of fun, too, with eSports. And then Craig kind of mentioned that he was onto Fortnite and connected us with Fortnite, and it just – exploded from there and i will claim that i'm probably the worst out of the bunch i like to hide in bushes i'll raise my hand on that one i'm not very good but i did season two or you need to get the mic going yeah season two i should know what i'm doing here right i did have it start a golf season i had all my players over and so we had a a little elimination double elimination bracket and uh watching some of these kids play this is pretty wow they are good at this game and i'm trying to relate to this and i guess the question i want to ask you guys is why do you think this game right now is so popular amongst the kids that are sitting in our classrooms? Go ahead, Tim. <sighs> it's, it's like any game, <clears throat> Craig, whether it be out on the playground, um, video game, just the possibilities that it has for, and we mentioned the four C's, you know, with creativity and communication. I, too, went down and my son was playing um, – was playing, I don't know if it was, which one, the, the Sea of Thieves. And you just hear them talking mm-hmm. back and forth on on how they're going to attack a certain opponent. I, I don't know. I, I We grew up in the first Nintendo yeah. era age. And Atari. I mean, <laughs> that was mind-blowing, and that just got kids... I, I remember coming together as buddies and just playing Tecmo Bowl and... There would be kids fighting over the game. It just created a craze, and for some reason, Fortnite and why kids are doing it, it's awesome. It's fun. You know, we grew up with that one-way media where we would listen to the radio. You'd play your Nintendo or whatever. Where now, it's that next extra step where the kids have the, the collaboration, where they're getting together with their squads. That's all my kids talk about is, hey, let's squad up tonight. You guys do it because you're on yeah. a different system than I am, so I can't join you guys. But I think there's that collaboration piece and it is. I think it ties in perfectly to the four C's. Taylor, what do you think? Why is it so popular amongst our kids? Yeah, that that piece is totally. I, I did an interview today talking about esports and just how our world is flat and completely where you can play with anybody in the world and the internet has just exploded this. But let's give credit to Epic Games. Yeah. Because yeah. they've created a product um, that's not, it's not like nothing has been created like this before, but they're just listening to their users a lot, I think. And they're embracing this moment. They're making a ton of money off of this, but it is the the team aspect of it. And then 
you know, we've all played it, right? Your heart starts to beat when you hear footsteps <laughs> and you can't replicate that at anywhere else in your life. And just that it's, it's probably, you know, if you talk to a psychologist, there's a dopamine or yeah, whatever, you get a high off yeah. of that feeling. So I think that's why kids are, have that, they get that rush from playing it. But I think there's a lot of things around education we can dive in that just to educate kids about that piece of it going, okay, let's look at why are you spending so many hours playing this? And what value can you get out of this, you know, for the rest of your life? Are you going to be a professional Fortnite player like Ninja? Probably not. Mm -hmm. So how can we flip that and just kind of start a conversation with students to create some realistic things out of this time that they're spending on it? I think one of the things I did was I tied it into some digital citizenship with our middle school kids. And we watched the video that was on MSNBC with Ninja. Mm -hmm. And he really specifically talked about, you know, I'm making 500 grand a month. Here's the deal I cut with Twitch. Um, but I like how he really talks to the kids and says, Hey, listen, I got my college degree. Most of you out there, 99% of you, this isn't going to happen to you. But we had conversations about, uh, some of the, the cyber bullying that I think can happen within the game. And, and it's happened to me. I've been in a squad mode before and, and been called some pretty extreme names. And, <laughs> you know, those kids, I, I think we need to teach them how to behave in a situation or in an online environment like that, because really there are no... There are no rules. It's like the wild, wild west when you're in there, and you can say certain things, and I know uh, you can report players, but I even had these conversations. I tied it down to my first and second graders, and it's interesting seeing how some of those younger kids are playing this game. So I wonder if there's the, the parent involvement there piece that, that the parents are actually talking to the kids or having conversations about the game. Because the game, you know, you don't really kill, per se, anybody. You eliminate. Right. There's no blood. Yep. And I know it is violent because you're shooting, but... Um, it's very intriguing in that in that case there. Yeah, go ahead, Tim. L- listen, Craig, when you said you've had conversations with students about it, mm-hmm. it's another piece of building relationships yep. with your kids on just connecting with them. I mean, we're all getting older, and mm-hmm. it's harder to, to find that connection of something that you have in common. So yeah, I was never much of a gamer growing up when I talked about that first Nintendo coming out. Um, and thanks to Craig getting me onto Fortnite, even though I'm, <laughs> even though I'm awful you are at it. all in. Um, it's, it's just one of those things that you can have a conversation with about the kids, and they immediately, they immediately immerse themselves in that conversation as well, which has been a lot of fun. I've actually had an opportunity playing where some of the students will share their gamer tag, and yeah. we have connected and, and we've yeah. squatted up or duoed. Up and that's that's fun too. And then you, when you walk in the next morning after playing with the student on on the game, it's um, it's a lot of fun just to have that conversation. And it's what's great about it is it's conversation that has nothing to do with school. The conversation's happening in school, mm-hmm. but it, it allows the students to see you, at, you know, as a, in a different perspective that you're just not a teacher, you're just not an administrator. That dude, they're just having fun too they're human beings that's why i had a seventh grade boy say it i remember when we were talking about it. he said i have a teacher that plays Fortnite. i'm gonna come over and give you a hug and he ran over and gave me a big hug and i was just like really you know you how do yeah. you how do you build those relationships with kids when you make them you kind of let down your barriers and let them see that you're human just like them but what do you guys think what do you think is the uh I, i'm trying to think of a good question here how to phrase it what is what's the shelf life of this game yeah because usually they're you know, uh, I'm trying to think of the one before this. What was the big game? Uh, Pokemon was what? Yeah, okay, Pokemon. That'd and then it's kind of, 
I don't know if I see this game Minecraft. going away. Minecraft. Minecraft. I don't know. This is so appealing, and I think that the the crew what was the crew again that did this the epic games. epic games right. is so forward thinking yeah and and look at all the the uproar before the the latest season came out they ever they were everybody was talking about it mm-hmm. on on Twitter on social media they were watching videos thinking you know what's going to happen uh, they started sending the comments through this guy so they're so good at it's creating a story. the hype yes it's a story that's and what's bringing the, everyone in it is it is it's so very fascinating what do you think the difference of this game is compared to like your your Call of Duty. Yeah, so, you know, I, I don't play Call of Duty. I know Marcus, we'll give a shout-out to Marcus Shear, who's on our squad, and Alec Rome. And that is, that's going to be, that's more real-life yeah. type of thing, where they call this would be like a fantasy type yeah. of thing, where they're cartoon characters, where right. I think Call of Duty is much more realistic. Yeah. But or I haven't played it, so PUBG I PUBG is yeah, another yeah. one that the kids like to play yep. a lot, too, is yep. PUBG, and that's how the kids described it to me. They said it's not a cartoon or fantasy. Yeah. It's more realistic. Yep. Um, but you said sh- shelf life. I yeah. eventually think it'll Do you? It'll go away. Just like so many games, you can have so many seasons, and you can change it up so much. So, But let's get put it on record. What When do you think that shelf life ends? Because I'm going to throw out some stats here in a second. Well, it depends. What are you considering shelf life as far as how popular it is? Because it'll never go away. This time next year, are we talking about Fortnite? Probably not. Okay. Mr. Negative Nilly over uh, (laughs) I think so. (laughs) I just think they have such a great story right now. And this whole game, the way they're throwing little things in with the comments last time, and they get these conspiracy theory goes. Mm -hmm. And what's going to get blown up? And they added an area. I don't know. I just think they... They have a days of our lives. It's just going to keep going and <laughs> yeah, going and right. going. It'll still right. be big, yeah. But I don't think there'll be something, something else, else that'll come out that that'll Someone, grab the kids' attention. And but it it will never go away. Right, right. It's the battle royale thing where you drop people in. Everyone's going to copy that now. Yeah. And so all the games will try to replicate that. And there's been other games I think like that, but not when you drop in a hundred people live. Right. And that's what's amazing about the internet. So here's some stats for you. Um, over the last month, this was in New York Times on May 2nd. Over the last month, people spent, so not only are they playing it, mm-hmm. they spent 128 million hours on Twitch just watching other people play Fortnite. So that's the thing that I'm watching Ninja play yes. to pick up little things yep. you know, that, to get how's better. How's that going for yeah, you, Yeah, I mean, my, I'm just <laughs> soaking it in and just playing so good. My, I noticed that at school, too. My son does it. I catch myself doing it watching Ninja. Why? I've never done that before with a video right. game where I go watch somebody yeah. on YouTube play. Just to kind of learn. And I'm, I'm not even watching with the intent to learn. I okay. just wa- like watching it It's entertainment. Good. Yeah. Yes, it is. And I had tweeted an article before you show the next one oh, yeah. I, about a month ago about how um, the whole Fortnite thing is just taking... Yeah, I, anyway, we can do a whole other episode on that. Yeah. Go ahead with some more stats here. Yeah, so there, this article is really neat because it's talking about how esports is just kind of sweeping the nation and they're filling up old malls yeah, um, yeah, and yep. filling up America's malls and, and vacant buildings and just going there and setting up shop and doing that. And so it's just... It's brought the a commerce whole around new, it yes, is huge. a whole new community and ecosystem of these kids that... That have a talent, right? Now they're able to show and express that um, type of talent. But it's it's crazy. Uh, just last Saturday, I went to the Bay in Lincoln, and they had uh, Dr. Lupo there, who's a Nebraska native. Amazing. Uh, he actually streamed the Ninja event in Vegas, and I had a quick conversation with him. And I mean, this is his job. Mm-hmm. I mean, he streams games and he plays professionally. Uh, very down to earth. But the amount of kids and even adults that came in 
to watch him because during this time, I mean, it was really cool because he he would pick kids out of the audience to play with them and squad up and how excited those kids were. And they were given scholarships your away through Find Your Grind. Um, it was just so cool to see these kids come out that normally, you know, some of them might call them misfits and mm-hmm. they might not know, you know, what, what do you have? You know, what can you bring to the table? And don't tell me that this can help with skills that they can use. Mm-hmm. you know, in a job, you know, later on in life, just besides, you know, a video game developer, I get that. Yeah. But, you know, the collaboration piece, you know, it is there. And it just like social media, I mean, you might follow people, but you may never meet them in person and you might eventually meet them, you know, after two years of, of collaborating with them on social media. And it's almost like you already know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that brings another another cool aspect to it, too, as just far as connecting with other people. And let's go off on Dr. Lupo from Omaha. And he's got 226,000 followers on Twitter. I was watching the stream at State Soccer, and there was, uh, at one point, he had over 20,000 viewers. I think it spiked a little bit. Um, and, you know, he streamed for four hours that day. And yep. just kind of really fascinating, the the following he has. And that's just one individual Um yeah, you were gonna say something. Oh, well, I'm just talking about that. That yeah. was the article that was in the New York Times, wasn't yeah. it? The one with yes. your stats there, and it was intriguing to me because isn't there a company or something that's looking at buying all these movie theaters that aren't yeah. making revenue yeah. because nobody, this generation of kids, aren't going to the movies. They'd rather sit at home and stream content at home on Netflix, YouTube, yep. or whatever. They'd rather game. And I asked my son about that. I said, "Would you rather watch a movie?" Oh, with us, you know, downstairs in the basement. Or would you rather play Fortnite? And he said, "He's said, that's me." He said, "That's just." Me and my buddies, we'd rather do that than get together like when you and I, you and I, yeah. you know, when we were in high school. That's hey, let's have movie night. Let's get over it. That's their entertainment. And there was another part in that article that talked about, I don't know what the company was again, but how these kids get into this house. It's a very premier or exclusive type of organization there. And I think it was in Los Angeles. And their sole job all day is to play those games to get a one-minute or 30-second clip that can go viral on YouTube. <laughs> so then it's monetized, so they get money from that. So it's just, it's you know, in our classrooms, we got to be thinking about how we can adjust to fit the kids that are sitting in our desks and chairs because this, it's it's just changing so dramatically yeah, why, right why now. Why does it have to be a movie theater? Why can't we foster this environment inside of our schools, right? Yeah. And I realize the the shooting and the guns yes. piece, we have to be extremely, yes, I, I think agree. we're all aware that that yes. is a very sensitive issue. And But you could build some education around that yeah. and, and educate kids um, about those things. Mm-hmm. For example, do, well, let's do this. Uh, Corey Graham yep. um, yeah. started a conversation on Twitter as far as, should we bring, and Taylor, you said too, I mean, it can be, some may consider it violent. Yeah. So you have to be careful bringing it into school. But let's see, like, use Minecraft, for example, where teachers started bringing Minecraft into the classroom. Now, is it a good idea to bring this, the creativity mm-hmm. piece and the engagement piece? How do we bring that, you know, into the educational realm? Do we keep it away from the educational realm? Yeah. Me personally, is like, how can we bring that? Not the game itself, yeah. yes. but how can we take what what has been developed in the, the skills game, skills in the game, and the engagement yeah. piece too? Um, how do we bring that to education? Well, yeah. I think I'm going to give a shout out to Mr. Matera, Mike Matera, um, at Mr. M A T E R A on Twitter. Got to meet him at Miami Device uh, three, mm. four years ago. He was just at Anita, but he has written a book 
Uh, sorry, Mike, I can't recall the book's title right now, but it's about gaming in the classroom and gamifying your classroom. And one of our former guests on uh, ED with an Edge here, uh, Tish Richmond, does a great job of gamifying her culinary arts classroom. So I think there are people that are tapping into that, but I liked what what uh, Corey had said too, let's just let the kids have Fortnite. Let's not try to bring that in, but let's, like you said, let's bring the qualities of that game into our classroom and how do we do that? Ninja just went live on Twitch. <laughs> Notif- <laughs> just got a notification. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, great conversation, guys, with, it, it's somewhat gaming, but right now it's, it's hot. And if you're not playing Fortnite, if whatever age that you are at out there, listeners, teachers, administrators, anyone, I encourage you to, Jump yeah. on and check it out. Yep, that's what I would say. Don't don't sit and criticize it and go say get it blocked. You gotta. I saw somewhere on Twitter the other day somebody did a professional learning where they actually had teachers playing Fortnite just to see what the kids were experiencing. Anything else to close, fellas? Yeah, we'd lo- throw out a challenge. Right, take a picture of of you playing. Yeah. And Don Wetrick had a group of teachers in his lab <laughs> yes. playing. That was no, really that was cool. Don. That was yeah. So what and am I thinking here? Yeah, and that, tweeted at us. Yep. Yeah, that was really cool. I think. You, you've got to embrace this time and this generation that is um, just consuming content in a different way. I, I hadn't thought about the story aspect. So how can you take that and apply that in your classroom and build your content around a story and, and make it exciting and make kids want to, what's the next update or whatever, and, mm-hmm. and apply yeah. some of those same principles. That's really interesting to me. I didn't thought about that. That so. is very good to think We'd about love to hear your guys' thoughts. Okay. I am Craig Badura with Taylor Siebert. And Tim Holes. And this is EDU with an edge. If you like listening to this, please subscribe. Hey, thanks, Beckett. If you would also share it with a friend, we'd appreciate that. You could also leave feedback either on SoundCloud or iTunes.